Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. He does like a bit of emo. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Yes, um, I, I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm living in a Mandalorian season three world. Do you know what Mando I mean? Mando paradise. I, I really am. I'm living in a Mando paradise, and I can't. <laughs> we, we've got a mega episode today, haven't we? We're, we're actually like we're doing it a little bit different, aren't we? So we got like our main discussion is like a hybrid of like the Bantina, the bit about Bantina, and. <sighs> We're like summarising like a reaction, you know, to to Mando. No, it's it's driven by you guys, but I want to just say that up top. Do you know what I mean? So this is a slightly different episode, main episode to the usual. Um, yeah, you're right, mate. <laughs> you uh, good? Yeah, well, I am okay. Yeah, we're living in a Mando's paradise. Yeah, I, I second mm. what you say. I cannot wait to dive into this. We're going to hear what the world thinks about Mando. If you want to know what we thought in full spoilers for an hour and 10 minutes, go check out the Mandalorian recap, which dropped on Wednesday. Uh, It probably bears repeating now that every Wednesday in the afternoon, we'll be dropping our spoiler-filled Mandalorian recap. And the main show, as per now, will be dropping on a Friday during the run of the Mandalorian season three. But yeah, we put out an absolute belter of a Mandalorian recap. And so, look, so, look well, we're, we're humble guys, but I don't mind giving us a pat on the back sometimes. That was one heck of a discussion. So go check that out on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed. But I'm okay, mate. Um, I just wonder, anything happening in Patreon HQ at the minute, my friend? Well, yes, mate. We've actually uh, got some cheeky new patrons. So an extra yeah. cheeky shout out to uh, Utah Don. Utah Don has signed up at the, this is where the fun begins, tier. What a lad. Welcome to the sessions, sickheads, Utah. I uh, hope you enjoy the content. We're going to be doing a watch along again, hopefully, yes. like, real soon. Um, and, yeah, you, I mean, you've got, some, you've got hours of stuff. Like, Matty Boy, I think, just dropped something super cute that nearly broke the internet. Uh, as with, is my with, face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. The, what, what's the jibber jabber about it's again? This jibber jabber with Jabber the Hard. It's for my uh, for those who don't who aren't on the Patreon. Why not? It's my solo show. Luke has his solo show, The Journal of Luke Blywalker. This month, uh, I was running down the canon books and comics that are coming out this year, just so there's a kind of chronological of order of what to what to expect. And I also gave my opinion on you know whether there's any kind of blockbuster titles coming out or whether it was mm. a bit of a ho hum year. But to end, oh. um, my my daughter, she did a full reading of Kevin Shinnick's book, Chewy and the Porgs. It's about a 10-minute reading. She did so very well. And uh, she loves that book. She loves Chewy and she loves the Porgs. So if you want to hear a, a full reading of Chewy and the Porgs by a very intelligent six-and-a-half-year-old, 
go check out Jibber Jabber with Jabber the HUD. But of course, you're going to have to subscribe if you're not already. Yeah, mate. And um, obviously, you've got all our podcasts on there. You've got our mm. film commentaries. The only place you can get our film commentaries unless we've put one or two out as a little sample, uh, which we yes. have. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but for the rest, they're all on Patreon. Uh, and uh, my missus and I, we've been doing an Andor rewatch. And it's been amazing yes, getting her perspective on Andor as basically a non-Star Wars fan. And uh, this month coming is basically the finale Uh, the last two episodes episode 12 and 11 we're going to be watching those and reviewing those getting her opinions on that so mate there's loads of filth on the patreon um and 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 that's what's up and that is what's up but at the end of the day mate i just can't believe we are living in a world where we've seen the mandalorian season three chapter 17 and i can't wait to see and chat about and get your perspective on Mm -hmm other people's thoughts on it do you know what i mean like navigating yeah. the conversation so yeah mate can't wait you know big news this week was of course the return of everybody's favorite dynamic duo the beskar boys are back but <laughs> in the background though ain't beskar it's the chimes of big ben kenobi that i can hear ringing in my ears here i know what it means you know what it means tell the world what does it all mean my friend yeah it must mean it's galactic news round <sighs> Speaking to British GQ, Supreme Leader Snoke himself, Andy Serkis, admitted he was gutted when he read the script for The Last Jedi and stated, I actually really love that character and I'm putting it out there. I wouldn't mind if he came back. In an interview with IGN, Jedi Survivor director Stig Asmussen proclaimed he would love to make the Star Wars Jedi story into a trilogy of games. And finally, the internet is divided after news broke that a Star Wars-loving family have decided to name their newborn baby Mandalorian Michael. (laughs) Hi, this is Christopher Sean. Kazuta Ziono in Star Wars Resistance, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The world reacts to The Mandalorian Season 3. Mandalorian, Michael, you're probably too young to be listening to this, but here's one for the future. Like Lukey Boy said, (coughs) we want to hear now what the world thinks about the mandalorian disney knows what they've got on their hands they've got a smash it they're even calling it now the phenomenon the pop culture phenomenon they know what they've got but that being said you still got to deliver the goods now we did we dropped our mandalorian recap as i mentioned on wednesday and we gave our thoughts and opinions on there we both enjoyed the episode I think mm. my my reaction was it was a solid episode. It wasn't spectacular by any means, but it was solid. Lukey boy, what were your top level thoughts of the premiere of season three? Yeah, similar similar to you, mate. I think it was a good start. Uh, not necessarily perfect. Could have been a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're gonna dive into it, and we yeah. Yeah, we, we, we love it. But just there's the context. But obviously, <laughs> go check out the show again because it was awesome. But yeah, we liked the episode. But it made this week's episode that bit more interesting because we're used to uh, episode one of season one and episode one of season two 
blowing the doors off. People going absolutely wild for it. Was there the same feeling this time around? I cannot wait to hear what those snooty old critics think in their ivory towers in Rotten Tomato and Metacritic land. And also, more importantly, what you guys think. Is this a smash? Is is this a runaway hit? Mate, how do you think... How has your kind of gauge been in terms of... You've been online, you've been on Discord, you've been had your ear to the socials. How have you found the buzz since episode one came out, chapter 17? I don't know. I think it may be because my life is Star Wars, but I just feel like, you know... It's everywhere. Everyone's talking about Mandalorian. Like, like when you compare this to something like Andor, and that's not the um, first time we will mention Andor Mando uh, comparison tonight. Um, it, so many people have been talking about it. I'm, I'm actually a little bit surprised at how many people have been talking about it. Whether it is you know talk shows, whether it is just loading up Twitter, loading up Instagram, or even like neighbours, people at the shops. You, you know like yep. a lot a lot of people have been talking about this show and i think it is just a reminder of how big this is yep. um so with that i think there's there's a few almost interesting takeaways from this because you know we we recorded our episode mate you know like hours after seeing it and it's yeah. it's 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 easy to like kind of go to have our opinions on that. I think it's good that we do that, do our fresh yeah. recaps with our opinions. I love it. Me, yeah, me too, mate. But like, it, it's always interesting going online afterwards, which I, I almost do instantly. Almost Same. In, yeah, I almost instantly load up Twitter yeah. or I'll go to the Discord, like our own Discord server, go on the spoiler chat, get everyone's opinions and that. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And it's always when like people bring something up, I'm like, literally, Matt and I didn't notice that. And yet these yeah. guys, I love that as well. I actually enjoy that. Um, but no, mate, I think ge- generally speaking, the buzz has been quite impressive, quite impressive for this. Um mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I wonder what the critics are going to think. And I kind of had a feeling of what the fans would th- would have thought. And there are a few like comments where it, it surprised me from different people, different points. I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. looking forward to to diving into that in a moment, mate. Yeah, and no, I've I've noticed. Obviously, people have been talking about it. For me, I, I, I thought it's been not muted, but it hasn't been quite as sensationalized whereas i remember last year you had people dropping cob vant pictures and things like crate dragons everywhere whereas this one because it's much more of a it's much it's narrative driven now it's rather than you know sensationalist yeah. there's less there's less to kind of uh it's got meme or gif online because you know they're more they're, te- they're setting up the story here but I, but I have noticed a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are happy to have the guys back again. Mm, Everyone's mm-hmm, back. I, mm-hmm. I like you. I've really enjoyed seeing what people think about like individual moments that happen. Maybe not even the big bits, like but a line that maybe Grief Karga said. Sorry, hi, Magistrate Grief Karga, or something that um, one of the pirates said, or you know, or, or just like making correlations between things, which I maybe didn't notice. And I, and that's why I love doing the recap the way we do it because it is unfiltered. It's very much unfiltered. Yeah. We could go yeah. on Twitter and Instagram and that, see what everyone thinks. Oh, do they like it? Right, here we go. I loved it, Luke, because the internet does. I ain't got time for that. That's what I love about it. We could love it, <laughs> and then we go online and think, oh, everyone hates this, but we've just... But that's that's what I like about it. And yeah. I've so enjoyed seeing what people have said. And like you, 
always always with a critical eye i'd love seeing what some of the um some of the big wigs have been saying so i did immediately hop over to rt right on tomatoes to see what the brethren are saying yeah um yeah what are they saying surprisingly surprisingly mate 84 percent of the critics gave this a thumbs up and 84 percent of the audience gave this a thumbs up now yeah obviously i'm very very aware of people saying oh the critics just don't get it the fans know where it's at now i have a very different thought on that i'm very much the other way when it comes to a lot of properties so it's quite interesting to see this has been split right down the minute it's split like that it's you know not Mm. not not everyone's been evenly and not everyone's been glowing though there was a review on there from a dude called alan seppinwall from rolling stone he said it's functional a little more. It illustrates yet another reason the whole Book of Boba thing was silly. By offloading the emotional reunion onto another show, the Mando found itself with a much less exciting way to begin its own season. So already the first negative review on there is saying, well, you can't have used another show to take away the heart of your own show. And you've, you know, by doing that, you've handicapped yourself. But mm. on the flip side, uh, Jeff Lyles over at uh, Lyles Movie Files says, what the apostate lacked in runtime, it more than made up for with a reminder of why the Mandalorian is the founder, foundation, sorry, of the Disney plus Star Wars yes. universe. So this, you know, they're more, more positive than negative. And we always say, take, take any critic score with a pinch of salt, of course, but a very, very, very similar scores there, mate. What are you thinking about that? Are you surprised that they're not higher or lower? No, I think, I, I actually think that's about right. It's about right. Um, remember, if, if we were going by our scores, yeah, if we were doing the percentage, as oh, an yeah. example, you would have given it 70% and I would be mm-hmm. giving it 75%. So, yeah. yeah, 84 actually is quite high. It's high. <laughs> it's very high. It's very but high. Also, I, I just don't think it's worth underestimating how popular this show is. Of and course, yeah. We, you know, I think we're going to go into this. But one thing that I've noticed from a lot of people um is people say this show feels right you know Mm. that's the general consensus is like there's something about this show there's something about mando right mandalorian there's something about grogu there's something about the characters there's something about you know uh grief carga like (laughs) everyone has a role in this and it just hits the feeling it feels like star wars and i think that's something that some people not not loads of people but some people thought or had an issue with with something like Andor, or yep. even on mm-hmm. the other on to the other extreme maybe even the book of boba fett at times they were like do you know what this just doesn't but mandalorian just you know it has this je ne sais quoi it has this quality that is so I think approachable to geekdom, and that is exactly why it is this huge monolith in in yeah. pop culture. And this episode has that, and that's what I've noticed people saying, mate. I've noticed people saying, "Look, it's not perfect, but like, damn, I love this show." You know, mm-hmm. whether whether you're you know Star Wars people, like our guy Alex Damon, you know, he said probably my least favorite of the of this season premieres but how can you complete how can you compete with the introduction of grogu or cob vanth this episode served as a recap for those who didn't watch the book of boba fett there weren't any huge developments but there was plenty of strong style symbolism and fun stuff throughout and that made me laugh and cheer i still walked away from it thinking it's good to be back i mean 
there we go. Literally, that's the epitome of what I just said, right? I mean, it's spot on. Yes. Is it perfect? No. Is it fun to be back? Yes. It's incredible to be back. There's something about it. Um, I, I was listening to um, Christian Harloff and Steph Sabraw on uh, yeah. City Council said the same thing, said the same thing. They were like, look, there's just... There's just something about this show. There's something about this show that is magical. And I don't think we can underestimate how much of that is Grogu and Mando together. And in that, in that, you understart to see like, yeah, that they, they had to reunite them. They had to get them back together. There's a way to do it, but you know. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and uh, yeah. it, it, that it, I, I all came across as negative on the recap, which is what I said. I mean, I didn't, but it, it can come across that way. But what the guy said, Alex and Christian, no, it, it is, yeah, what like what Luke said, and it's kind of how I feel that you know it has its flaws. This and this episode does. I've rewatched it again. I dug it still, but it's you know it's fair. It's very functional episode, but it is so good to be back. Oh well, I'm sorry, it, it is just. Oh. so good to be back and it, 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 and it really is yeah i wish it was longer i wish you spent more time with the gang but it's been a long time that's you know absence makes the heart grow fonder and all that and yeah. it was really good to be back and like we said this is episode one of eight we've got seven more which we know are going to blow us away at least some of them are going to mm. be are going to leave us with our jaw on the floor which mate you know as ray said give it to me yeah. Honestly, mate, uh, I can't wait. So I'm looking forward to just diving into what, what people have to say. Massively, mate. Massively. Right. Before before we crack on, we did get like loads of um messages about this. Um I've seen loads of stuff on Twitter. People have been like they don't shut up on Twitter about this like last <laughs> day and shut up on Twitter about this the last like two days. But like yeah. this, there's this time jump thing that John Favreau, yes, I think, yes. mentioned in in an interview with uh, Sky Talkers. Huge congratulations, slow guys! Absolutely yeah, smashing it. Hopefully, we can um, meet up and well, actually meet them for the first time in London. We best be able to. This yeah. is the sleigh. Yeah, right. And uh, but yeah, John Favs has said that like the man Mandalorian spans years. And Grogu was with Luke for two years. Or it's, I don't know if it's implied or not, because when I when have you listened to the actual interview? Have you? Yes, I listened to what he said. He mm. says, um, and he, because he says, you know, man knows, he said, Luke, sorry, he says, Grogu's been with Luke for two years. He's been there with Luke for two years. And then he says, and then he, and then he says training. He almost kind of throws that in as if to kind of almost hammer home the point. Grogu's been there with Luke mm. for two years uh, training. And, you know, Dave Filoni, like people have said, Dave didn't jump in and say, well, uh, 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 that's not right. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know if John was having a liquid lunch that day, but this is a very strange development. If true, great. And I know people have said Nav- the, the the prosperity of Navarro proves that time has passed, but it's I don't know channel. about that, man. You know, what was, what was Boba, you know, what, how the book of Boba, if it was Boba doing on Tatooine that whole time for two years, just hanging about. They, there's nothing in the narrative which makes me think this has taken place over the course of at least two to two and a half years, maybe one year. I could probably, I could maybe say, yeah, the whole for seasons one and two is a year maybe or something like that. But to say that, you know, Grogu being of Luke for two years, it would explain though, 
why Luke Skywalker looks that little bit different in Boba Fett. You know, his face looks different. His hair is a bit different because time has passed. You know what I mean? And it's a different That's actor. a reach. That's a reach, I know. I'm, I'm trying here, mate. It's not, our, it's not our boy, Max Lloyd-Jones. Great episode of Max a few months ago. But if you put them side by side, you're like, oh, he looks two years older in that one. So we'll go, yeah. we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I what are you, you thinking, man? I, I actually, I can buy into it. I did think it was a bit random because I was yeah. like, what, is this how you're telling us? And I always <laughs> think, listen, if they say it in an interview, that ain't canon. That don't mean yeah. it's canon. That means that's what they're working in there, like within their head right now. But that's not canon. It's not canon until we see it on screen. That's what yep. I say. How much? How much? How much stuff has like George Lucas said about the original trilogy? Do you know what I mean? Or prequels? And it turns out, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, that's not yeah. how it is. Because the truth is, as creative people, as artists, you know, artists change their mind, of course, and yeah. that's very common of creative people. Creative people will <laughs> U-turn on stuff and go, do you know what? Uh, nah. I'm going to do that yeah. differently. Two years. And that's- well, who's to say that in the next episode, Mando doesn't just randomly say to Boca Town or something, "Oh, uh, it's been it's been two years since I picked up Grogu." He may yeah, they true. may just suck a throwaway line, and then we'll be like, "Yeah, oh, true." There's there, there's the answer, and let's all just move on. But I think what, yeah. the, the way you said it was true. It it just felt because it was so random. I think it caught people off guard. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a little bit. And also, like John John Favreau, like he's been all over the joint, all over the place, like doing stuff, ain't he? he Literally has, across the world, been a busy boy. He must be thinking, look, now the premiere's over. Calm, I'm, I'm gonna have a kip. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna have a <laughs> okay. sleep. You know, I even just watching the guy, just all over the place, working, yeah. working, working. He's a you know, boss. it must be, it, it must be pretty tiring. Must be pretty tiring. So, do you know what? I take it with a grain of salt, mate. And and can you work it? Yeah, you can. If you squint, it's you there. Can. Like you say that, didn't you? If you squint, it's I definitely do. there. Uh, yeah, but can, also, you can say I, so. Yeah. Even if it, even if it's tr- if even if that's how they feel, and that's true. Like I don't, I really care that much. Okay, that's what. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what it yeah, comes to. Laugh, what does like, it change? Empire, nothing. Empire Strikes Back, mate. Empire Strikes yeah. Back is prime example of like to weird mm-hmm. time jumping that no one has really officially um explained because it doesn't need to be explained it, yep. it is it that much of a big yep. deal no no one cares right o- onward move on jog on <laughs> bob on sunshine but no you're right mate it's it, it'll get it'll get explained on the show one way or another and if not we'll just we'll just wait for it to be in a book or something yeah. like the mandalorian encyclopedia or something we'll say and i'll be like that that works for me but yep. yeah shout out to um to Charlotte and Caitlin over at Sky Talkers for a banging interview uh, and for getting that um, scoop out of John, which has got the whole internet talking. So yeah, yep. good job. Go check it out. Um, but now the time has come to pass the torch to the fans, the listeners of Star Wars, of Star Wars sessions. What did you guys think about the Mandalorian <laughs> season three? We've given you our thoughts. Mate, we've, uh, we've compiled a ton of, uh of comments we've done the magic hand thing and we've pulled a load of comments out i want you to kick us off though luke because i want to hear your voice all right mate um instagram 
Oh, we start. No, we've, we've just got a mix, haven't we? It's we've all over the place with Instagram, it's Twitter, all, and that. Literally, yeah. guys, bear with us. You, you guys have basically um, spammed you, us. You go, yeah, you, yeah, you've spammed <laughs> us. We've got lots of different opinions, and you're guiding the conversation tonight, right? So let's start off with Alex. Um, unabashed, bombastic, fun, exciting, Star Warsing. I like <laughs> Star Wars to make me want to pick up my action figures and go mad for a bit. This did that pure indulgent and fantastical escapism bang i love that what a way bang. to start the show and i think um yeah i think everything in that is a bit in tr- is true is it a bit indulgent yeah it is actually but is it is it phenomenal escapism does it have that star wars feeling yes in a ridiculous amount you know it really yeah. really really does so and the action figure thing didn't i say didn't i send the recap i reckon kids would love this families yep. will be able to sit down yep. and just soak all of this up all of it up and yeah. there's yeah yeah <laughs> it's all out it's, it's all out there on the recap mate it does it makes it did make me want to do star warsy things i was like god do i do i, do I want to sit down and start on one of one of the star wars books again or do i want to did it go get the old action figures out or something it, i genuinely did i stuck with an old audio book and i was like you know what i just want to I, yeah, I was in such a good star wars mood i wanted to stay in that in that zone i was like yeah let's stick an audio book on and do a bit of work of that in the background and that kind of i love that kind of well, that unabashed, bombastic, fun, exciting kind of message where someone has just watched it and has just dug it. Um, so, yeah, Alex, job, shout. And I think a, a, a perfect way to carry this on, yeah, is Mancalorian. Mancalorian oh, yes. Adrian just said, perfectly decent without being spectacular. Yeah. Love it. In- Basically what you said, Matty boy, lacked the first episode shock reveal of the previous two seasons. Clear why they reunited Mando and Grogu so soon. It relies heavily on Grogu's uh, on Grogu for cuteness, comedy relief that makes it such a big hit. Enjoyed by the whole family. Now, Mancalorian goes on to say, as great as Andor was, it was a lonely watch for me with the kids not interested or too young point. to get it. Now we have swashbuckling Star Wars back. It smiles all round. You know, I, I, I think Andor's a masterpiece. You know, I same. really do. I, I know you do, mate. I think it yeah, is, same. you know, like premium quality television. Um, but Andor can't in a million years do what Mando can do. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, Mando. Mando is just glue, isn't it? Mando's like a magnet. It just—if you're in mm. the vicinity, you're going to mm. be attracted to it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what material you're made out of. You're going to get attracted to this. But uh, I think yeah, Andor is premium TV, and Mando is premium Star Wars TV. There is a difference there. I think. I mean, Andor. Not, it's going to. It's going to take a Star Wars TV to come out, television show to come out of nowhere and be incredible to beat Andor for me in terms of. Just yeah. everything. We, you know, yeah. we listen to our recaps for that. I think it's just excellent, excellently uh, produced across the board. But Mando has the spark. Mando has the magic, and mm. that's that's what it has. And you, you mentioned that we, we, there are a few other people who have mentioned Andor because it's hard not to because it was the last show that came out, and it's so wildly different. Uh, it's so it's it's not a case of one is better than the other. It's oh no, they both exist in the same sandpit, but they serve different purposes and. Uh, no, Manx not the only one who said that about not being able to watch it with the kids. Whereas Mando comes along, 
Bish Bash Bosh, Grogu's for stealing that nosh. So, um, how about this one, though, yeah. mate? We've got one from uh, a fellow called Bucket in Spade Eleven. This one's leaning a bit the other side, kind of. He says, "Safe starting episode. It felt like your first cup of tea back home on returning from a holiday. Mm. However, last night's bad batch was like a pint of Timothy Taylor. Stunning bad batch." Now, I've seen a lot of people say that they preferred the Bad Batch episode. I don't know what episode it was, maybe 10, maybe, over Mando season one. Uh, this episode of Bad Batch was was very good mm. because, I mean, there was a much more of a kinetic, frenetic energy in the Bad Batch compared to Mando. You know, I, I again, I don't take, I don't want to take it as a competition. If, if somebody prefers Bad Batch to this episode of Mando, great. We get two great episodes of Star Wars. And yeah. I mentioned on Jibber Jabber, I, I think the Bad Batch, I don't want to, I don't want to change tack too much, but, I think it's getting piled on a bit too much by people who are saying, "Oh, it's rubbish." It, it's not. It's had its filler episodes, but it, it's it's not bad. It's, it's good, season man. Two. And we and said gets, that. Yeah, we you have. Know, we yeah, said and that. it gets much yeah. better. And these, there's a couple of episodes with certain characters people are desperate to see again come back. They're they're, they're excellent, and I will say that they're excellent episodes. So I'm yeah. glad people dug the bad batch if if they didn't quite um, vibe with Mando, but um, I quite like the analogy. First cup of tea back home. It is Whoa. after holiday. It is kind of like, oh yeah, that's set yourself back in, isn't it, dude? I remember. Uh, I'm not even a big tea drinker, but I remember coming back from. Actually, it was our honeymoon. We went to Indonesia, cool. and coming back home, I was like, oh, it's a little bit chilly, you know, <laughs> and well, uh, and 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 it's like there's fields everywhere, and yeah, I was like, oh my days, I lo- I do love england i do have and i i'm i'm one of those people where i love tra- i love traveling i think traveling is yeah. really important but i love the Good uk for the i love living near london i love and it's home isn't it it's home and that's there's it. a lot of bias there and that's fine it's fine to be a little bit biased and that's yep. the mandalorian that's the <laughs> exactly. mandalorian yeah that's if, the mandalorian yeah <laughs> mate boy's got his mug what are you, are you drinking a cup of tea are you yep yeah I love mug as well, cup of tea. Black, black series, little grogues there, right? And no, his I little floating little baby pot. Isn't it a cool figure? He is cool, um, isn't it, mate? Right, mate. Uh, Dan Sextoni with a voicemail. Would you believe it? With a voicemail. Let's hear it, mate. Let's hear uh, what he's got to say. Mando's back. But is it back with a bang? Maybe. No, I thought it was fine. Um, I think they played it safe with this episode, didn't they? And uh, sort of gave us a little setup one. But, um, hopefully, the next few sort of it starts to get a little bit juicier. I don't think there was like, I don't think there was one part in this chapter where I was like, "This is so good." <laughs> nah, it was sort of just like, "Yeah, it's fine." But um, maybe a lot of people's expectations are a little higher. But, um, yeah, on to the next. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Dan DeLorean. I can't, I can't, I can't do, I can't deal with Dan sometimes, <laughs> you know. Ugh. Dan's going to be at Star Wars Celebration, you know, and Danny Boy's never been to like Comic Con or anything like that. So it's going to be like a proper baptism of fire Man, for him, the that, poor bloke. That boy's going to be charging £10 for every so good he's got to deliver. <laughs> Uh, can you ring my wife and say it please (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly exactly uh george lucas himself is going to be asking for oh yeah you know (laughs) 
I heard you on the uh, Sessions podcast with uh, Manny Boy and Luke, and uh, I got to say, I love it. I play it to uh, young, young, uh, what's his wife's called? Melody. Oh, I play it to I Melody think, in I bed. So. I, I play it to <laughs> Melody in bed. She loves the soul goods. Uh, that's you. So good. <laughs> he's right. Though, anyway, he's Sextoni, I, I do get it. I do get that there's not the necessarily the big wow factor in this episode. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, and I think if, we, if we're being honest with ourselves, when we watch, and I think I said this in a recap, when we watch like episodes of Mando now, even episodes that we, you know, were considered filler at the time, you know, I, I again, I mentioned in a recap, this spider episode, I remember that coming out and people going mental. People went mental at that going, I liked that oh, one. what's the point? What's the point? It's boring. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I remember it, mate. I remember it yep. clear as day. And yet yep. no one complains about it. Why? Because it actually helps with the story. And yep. I like Grogu's it. Development. It's, really, yep. it's really fun. It's a really fun yep. episode. Incredibly rewatchable. We don't um, always need to have the smash bang wallop, do we? It's fun, isn't it? Look, if the next episode or the one after has something which, yeah, knocks our socks off, then great. That is ex- that's a bonus. If the episode, yeah. if the next episode is as solid as this one, but has a banging reveal, then that's going to be you know that that's the bonus. As long as they can all be as good as this, we're going to have a we'll be just fine. And and I I don't need um you know I don't need that kind of firework TV where at the end of it you get a big bang. I don't need. It. I just I just want like with Andor here we go again. But I just want mm. a good TV. I just want a good show. And then if we get more from it, like a cameo or an appearance mm. or mm-hmm. a major something like stakes of happening then great but i don't need it every episode i don't need blockbuster every time you can't have a steak bake every day for breakfast do you know what i mean you from greg's that. you got I work well, near a greg's yeah do you do you actually I do i work i work near two greg's including the one where we got the infamous sausage roll that we slapped new bulb with oh classic new bulb. I love slapping new bulb with a sausage roll um you say no. do you, well do you know what mate do you know what since i've moved there's not a greg's really near me you need to That's move again, don't you? Diabolical, Yuppie. isn't it? <laughs> I had, there, I know, mate. I uh, there, there, there was, there's a little indie family-run bakery. It's lovely, it is actually. I do like had those. Their, had their sausage roll, not that great. Mm. Not that great. The donuts Sam- are usually quite nice for me at those kind of places. I'm going to go there though, and just like get the get buy a sausage roll again and slap it around their face and be like, <laughs> do better, stamping it, <laughs> do better. Get me the steak bake. Uh, right up next, Twin Sons Collecting says it's great to have the Mandalorian back. This elf, this episode felt a little bit recappy uh, and also a bit like a mid-season episode rather than an opener. Good I'm show. just going to pretend that the Mando episode from the Book of Boba Fett is the real season three opener. That Ooh. felt more like one, if that makes any sense. But a lot of the scene setting and seed planting, which will hopefully have epic payoffs later, later on very excited to see where it goes this show really has leveled up over the years in terms of visuals action crowd scenes and characters i am missing ludwig's music though feels like he would have done something amazing for the space battle okay so uh, do you know what straight up i think you can kind of view the book of boba fett as well it's the mandalorian season 2.5 like it's what we've know, all called it, isn't it yeah uh, so and listen, I think we've laboured that point to to the moon and back, yeah. So mm-hmm. look, yep. that's what I think. I agree with you, but I think I've I've kind of viewed it like that anyway. Um, the music, 
I've heard a few people say like the music. Same. I, I, I get it, but I, I, I didn't have like an issue with it. I didn't take any umbrage with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I thought the music in the space battle was sick. The oh, way you it mentioned was, it on the recap, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, I, 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 I really like it. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think maybe, yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just doing my big breath in to get ready yeah. to, to think of what to say. But, you need um, it. Yeah, no, I, the music I didn't really notice. It, uh, Joseph Shirley composes this, who did um, Le Book of Boba Fett. He did that. He, he's also yeah. scoring the new Creed film, Creed 3. He's got that up his sleeve as well, which is getting huge reviews. And I was going to watch it last week, but I did the book club instead. Keep your ears oh. peeled for that. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't, I'm going to tell you, mate, I didn't notice. I did not notice the music. It didn't dawn on me. It just felt like the vibe was there. The, the atmosphere I, felt like the Mando. I, it felt yeah. like it felt like putting the slippers on after a hard day at work. It just felt right. Um, mm. But mm. I do now want to kind of go back and listen to it, or wait until they release the you know the first four episodes on Spotify to listen to and see if I really notice a difference because um, Ludwig's music is you know he, he creates really good sounds soundscapes mm. and really good themes. But, you know, I don't want to write True. Joseph um, Shirley off too soon. I, I enjoyed the music for Book of Boba Fett. I think it seemed fine in this one. Yeah, the space battle was, was great. You know, the music in that was so well done. It's it, in the way they edit it and it flowed so well with what was happening on screen. And yeah, what, what Twin Sons is saying, it's setting, it's scene setting, it's setting, it's planting the seeds, which will have epic, will probably have epic payoffs later on. And it, the whole, and look, we're all saying the same thing. You're saying it, I'm saying it. Twin yeah. sons, everybody else is, you know, what's to come next? We're all salivating about what's to come. We're not, yeah. you know, they ha- they haven't shot their shot in the first episode. We know we're getting bigger things to come, and I think that's exciting. I um I do think what Ludwig does so well, and I think it's early days, but what Ludwig do- does really well is he will just throw out a really a like mental dystopian sounding <laughs> track every now and then, you know? Stuff, yeah. yeah. You think of, um, great example. I think it's called like Mando Ahoy or something like that. You know, um, uh, Mando Mandalorian season two, episode three, Bo-Katan, you know, turning up with Cosca Reeves and, um, yeah. Axe Wolves. And it's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I, mate, I would like, you could easily be like in early 2000s Berlin in like some ropey night Euro industrial like, place. Yeah. That's just popping off leather, le- long leather coat, you know. You get, Eve, you, I mean, look at Ludwig. He, just look yeah. at him. He looks it, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah. And I, you Eve, said Eve, go on. Eve Evangel in the corner, you know, <laughs> sipping some Spotchka. I love it, mate. Um, <laughs> Not reacting too much, but enough to know that he likes it. Yeah. Well, Eve's a, love we all know Eve's like a uh, metal bloke anyway, but I, w- I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he dabbles in a bit of everything. Let us know, Eve. Well, we'll hear from him in a second. Um, but, okay, right. Great, great point, twins. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. We've got loads yes. to get through. Um, Luke Summerfield king of wales welsh royalty one quarter portion uh, it says faster pacing than tross but wrap me in armor and pour spotchka down my throat it's just pure joy and a whole lot of wars in the stars let's go thumbs up space battle 
That's it. Thumbs oh. up, space battle. Yeah. Do you know thumbs what? Up, Actually, I think that's a typo from me. I don't think you put thumbs up, space battle. So I, I saw it that's... said pace battle when I quickly put an S in there because that was my one. I was like, I don't want to read it wrong. You, so I'm you glad know... you took it and read it for me. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. No. no. Oh, look, I forgot Mate, the color code. This man, we've been doing this for four or five years now. Sorry. Faster bro. pacing than Tross. Interesting. I don't know. Don't know if in, I agree. I mean, first, firstly, Lukey boy. Oh, mm. happily poor Spotchka, Dan, you gob, mate. Wait till a celebration. Yeah. Um, <laughs> faster pacing than Tross. I mean, that the beginning of Tross is, we've said it, it's breakneck. For the first, like, from Kylo Ren on Mustafa slaying people to lightspeed skipping and all the rest of it, to get into Persana, it's like bash, bash, bish, bash, bosh. Whereas, I, I, I get what you're saying, though, because this is obviously a condensed down to half an hour, um, and you've got the, you've got the, what's it called? The dinosaur turtle that the subtitles called it. You've got the know. dinosaur turtle fight. And then you go straight to Navarro. And like, we, I think we kind of mentioned on the recap, they do fit a lot in. They, we go to a lot of places. So I understand the point you're saying. I think in that, um, they cram a lot, they get a lot in in that 30 minutes. They do. Make, make it feel like they're kind of powering through it. I think Tr- Tross would always hold the kind of, record for me where i almost lost my breath in the cinema not a negative but um i just think here they here they they they, they fit quite a lot in in, in what is a short runtime. but yeah we'll yeah. pour scotch spotchka down your throat though mate i um yeah i think i i i mean i said in the recap like it needs to breathe a little bit more you know, mm-hmm. and I yep. think it, I think it could do with that. Like I, I, There's you know, give that, me, yeah. give me, and we got it in this episode, but give me like, you know, Mando walking around a little bit, you know, chilling out. And yep. I don't know. I don't know. I think just a, again, a bit more time to breathe, a bit more time to breathe. Uh, we got another voicemail, haven't we? Oh yes, we did. We've just mentioned this guy, mate. Yeah. And now we can hear his voice. It's Eve Evangel. Hold on to your hats, guys. Hello there. For us sending another voice message, it's been a while. I I loved it. I really liked it, even though it seemed a bit like you know all, all over the place. But I mean, it's a setup, so it's got to start somewhere. Right? So set everything in in motion for future story threads. Um, I'm personally a bit dis- disappointed in the creature design. This is something I, I don't hear people complain about. I mean, people complain about everything, but this is not something I have read. For me, uh, in The Mandalorian in general, it's often too close to reality um, to feel mm. sufficiently Star Wars. In, in season one, we basically had a walrus. Then we had a rhino. Now we have a crocodile. That personally takes me out of the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so much more than Banthas or Dinoga and such. That's always like a little bit more exotic. Even the prequels uh, had animals that seemed more creative. Mm. I mean, the only exception being the the crate dragon, but that was basically just a land shark, if you're being honest. Um, it, it it almost seems as if, as long as it's not taken from established legend, canon, or Ralph McQuarrie concept design, uh, or even um, uh, prequel concept design, it's it's a bit directionless and uninspired, like as if they don't really know how to do creatures for Star Wars. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know just something <laughs> that i noticed and something that i felt in the opening scene again man i love that guy so much he's like well you know maybe it's just me no no eve it's not just you what we love about <laughs> eve is you know he's never he's never shy in coming forward with what he thinks and we'll always welcome that on the show and i said in yeah. the recap that 
you know, the pirates, they can't, I know Vane was a bit different, but he's still a Nyctos. There was one species, which I couldn't remember what it was, that was slightly different to what they usually use, but there was a Trandoshan, there was a Weequay, there was a, a Nycto, and there was a Clatoonie, and it was the same old for me, so it felt a bit like, ah, stop recycling the same stuff. And I totally get what you mean, though, about the dinosaur turtle. It is literally a crocodile with a shell on its back. And I know in the Jedi Survivor trailer, we saw like a Brontosaurus with a shell on its back, but I mean, at least it looked like an actual dinosaur. I get what you mean though. Like when, when you see it, it is, you, you can't help but think it's a crocodile. This is just a massive crocodile. Luke mentioned the Floridian aspect of it. I've heard so many people since mention like, Oh, it's like being in Florida. My buddy, John Burke said the same thing. It's like, Oh, it's like looking out the window and you kind of wish they would do something a little bit different other than put a shell on. Now, I, I agree with you to to an extent, though, Eve, that there is, I think we've mentioned it before, that the, the alien design can sometimes feel a bit lacking compared to what we've seen before. Mm. Um, but I was glad, like you, mate, to see just so many aliens in this episode. But what do you think to Eve's point, though, mate? Do you think that there's a kind of a lack of imagination when it comes to these designs? <sighs> It's a difficult one because I've never really thought of it. You know, I am I, 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 if I'm being completely transparent, I don't think it bothers me that much. You know, it just doesn't bother me. Much. I know what, I know what he means because, um, you know, we grew up with the prequels. So when you compare, like, I, I just think of, you know, attack of the clones and <laughs> the Geonosis arena, you know, the creatures there, <sighs> they are, they're amazing, but you know, one of them in particular is very rhino kind of oh, right? a so, or a locust whatever mantis sorry yeah 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 and then one's like insect inspired and so the proportions are super different and you could say the same with the creatures in mandalorian you know so i don't know i i kind of like it i kind of like it i i think with this one I'm, I'm more split on it i'm like i hear you i know what you're saying i'm just not sure if it quite bothers me that mm-hmm. much um does that sound fair do you know what i mean do you know where i'm coming yeah, no, I from dig, I dig. Like, I dig. yeah yeah but i do understand it. i wouldn't mind some, sometimes it is a bit like uh do you know what maybe we could be a, a wee bit more creative but there is this more conservative approach and i think that's maybe because they want it to be believable i don't know i don't know that's a good point I don't know. That's a good Maybe point. it's easier to model. Maybe it's easier to, if we're doing these big creatures for a TV show that has a smaller budget than these huge Hollywood blockbusters like mm-hmm. Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Maybe it's just easier to model everything on actual real life animals. Do you know what I mean? And yep. kind of move out from there. I, that's just a thought. That's a real world thought, but it's, it's a valid point, Eve. And I could actually, and actually I've, I've seen quite a few people agree with you on this, mate, like on Twitter and that people saying the same thing. So yeah, you're not, you're not on your own at all, at all. So yeah, good one, mate. So yeah, it's not just you, mate. It's not just you. Uh, Sem, Semperfy Danny says, to be honest, the first Semperfy. Oh, Semperfy. What's simplify? It's something they say in the in the army, I think, or something like that. I think. Oh, I probably flame wrong there. All right. Well, Danny, <laughs> Danny, Danny says to be. I always see this name, so uh, yeah, it's you can one of those, yeah, right. To to be honest, the first time I watched it, as much as I tried to avoid doing this, my brain still compared it to Andor, so it felt flat. 
But when I watched it a second time, I enjoyed it more uh, for its use of creatures and techniques that reminded me of the original trilogy. Um, the the comparison to Andor, I mean, we've already mentioned it tonight, you know? Um, I, I, I get it. I think the people that are like the... You know, there are the Andor diehards. Have you noticed that in like recent months? There are like the yeah. people that are like, no, Andor is one of the best shows ever made. Yeah. And... Yeah, I've noticed that a little bit online. Um, I'm not saying you're that, Danny, but yeah, I totally like kind of sympathize with how how you feel to a certain degree, just like in other IPs and that. But um, I don't know, like for me, I'll, I'll, I'll focus on the latter part of your comment, the original trilogy. This this episode of Mandalorian felt like a bit of a love letter to Return of the Jedi. I mentioned Jabba's Palace a lot in the recap, but yep. thinking about it a little bit more, it feels very Return of the Jedi. For a lot of people, that's their least favorite original trilogy Star Wars <laughs> yeah. film. For me, it is my favorite Star Wars film, full stop. So He loves it. I do, mate. I do loves it. I do loves it. Uh, Matty boy, um, anything to add? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard not to compare it to Randor, mainly because it was the last thing we got in star yeah. wars we, we, yeah. we, we when kenobi came out we compared it to boba fett when boba came out we compared it to kenobi it's just this vicious cycle that we go through as long as you don't get too hung up on it then i don't think that's a problem but yeah the, te- the creatures and techniques when uh, the ig11 um well when the the top half of ig11 was stalking mando along the floor and it's got kind of like stop motion i was like that's a great effect they could have easily just purely cgi'd it and we would have seen it with cgi See, I don't care if things look that little bit wonky if they're done, like if the effect is done on camera. I'm fine yeah. with that because I'd much prefer that than sometimes which something which can little, feel a little bit more flat and a little bit more, uh, a little bit less, uh, a bit more shallow. We use that word again, hollow. But no, I, I, no, I, I agree with you though on the um, on the fir- on, on all the points. To be fair, that I, I couldn't help but think about Andor when I watched it just because it's so fresh. And also I watched a bit of it and the other day, as I mentioned mm. on the show the other week. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that we see more creatures and more techniques, similarly to the classic star Wars here, it's always going to be, it's always going to be a win mate. And um, just on Semperfy, apparently it's the motto of the U S Marine Corps. I think it means always right. faithful. So it, I right. was kind of right. Oh, it's in of. Latin, Latin. Yes. Right. Okay. There Excellent. we go. Love, love it, don't they? Everyone loves using a bit of Latin. Um, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, Danny. Right. Um, we, we've got another voice message. Uh, it's from Danny Fandoms, right? Uh, Matty boy, let's, uh, let's give it a listen. Howdy, Star Wars Sessions. Danny Fandoms here, and I think Chapter 17 kicked off the season with a bang. They packed so much into this episode, but I gotta say, when that Anzellan opened the door, looked up at Din Djarin and said, what do you want? That alone made the episode a 10 out of 10 for me. But really, I love seeing all the characters we got in just one episode, from Bo-Katan, Grief Karga, IG-11, not to mention seeing the Purgles and Bo-Katan's castle. And if seeing the Purgles means we're going to get more information on Thrawn or Ezra down the line, I will take it. I think they're setting up the season for something big, and I am so excited to see it all play out. Oh, love it. Love it, Danny. Love the enthusiasm. <laughs> love the feel. You know what? Um, early, uh, up, up top, we said maybe there's not those big, like wow factors you know, in this episode mm-hmm. per se, but... 
I, I, I do think for a lot of people, the whales, the space yep. whales, the for Pergil. a lot of people, that was, what are they again? Per- Pergil. Per- Pergil, yeah. Yeah, Pergil. Weird name. Don't know if I vibe <laughs> with it, but whatever. Um, I, I, you know, we, we know that from Rebels. I, I recognized mm. it instantly. I yeah. think for, for some people, it would just been, it would have been a visual spectacle. Yeah. Danny Sexton. I know Dan, I know Dan's not watched Rebels. Um, and I think that would have gone like, oh yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit weird, but like pretty <laughs> cool weird, visual, yeah. cool visual yeah. seeing, seeing the size comparison, you know, that was co- so stunning. Yeah. It was, it was, it was amazing. And I actually think for a lot of the fandom, um, you know, like after, after Manda, I get so excited. I watch, I watch yeah. all the videos across the internet. Yes. Uh, jo- jo- John Campier, John Campier was talking about it and he, he was going, he was going mental about the whales, you know, the space whales. He was like, mate, that was such a good scene. And that was, it was for a lot of people. That was like the patty in the burger. Do you know what I mean? That was like the, that mm-hmm. was the, Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah, you know, it's those know little what it deep- could mean. Yeah. And they know what it could mean. And it, it you know, is this, pointing to someone like Ezra Bridger, a Jedi, uh, another Jedi being out there. Is it a hint at what's to come with the Ahsoka series? You know, probably, probably. I yes. Think throughout this episode, there's a lot of <laughs> seeds, right? A lot of seeds. Yeah, I mean, you've got that with Ahsoka. I mean, who knows? There may be skeleton crew hints there or more Ahsoka ones going through. That's the exciting thing. <laughs> now Now that we know and we understood and we've absorbed the idea that this is all part of one, story so boba ahsoka skeleton crew man though i get it now yeah i get it I, you know yeah. i i understand that like, the pergil in any other way would just be a really cool like oh wow oh wow moment wow but it's that and it's also do you remember that bit in rebels the, that, mm. that, that, that like chaotically important bit in rebels oh do you remember how it's probably going to tie into ahsoka yeah man we're connecting it all up here <laughs> I, I thought when i watched again on, on second watch knowing it was coming and being able to kind of anticipate it again music i think slapped in that scene mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really mm-hmm. just a really pretty scene because it, it, it's from the childlike wonder of grogu yeah we don't we, we, we don't we're not told what they are amanda doesn't go oh he's asleep but he doesn't wake up and say oh look pergil or space whales oh i wonder if they've got ezra you don't get anything stupid like that it's just enjoy the moment in this and it's those kind of deeper cuts which we mentioned whether it's canon in terms of a book a comic or an animated series or another film or live action if you've seen it and you know what it means it hits harder if you haven't it's still just a cool visual so um yeah dude i think that is i love your enthusiasm seeing the anzellans again little babu frick species that was fun seeing a cool little tie into the rise of skywalker not just the sequels and seeing shirley henderson back to do all of those and how grogu was loving it and the comedy Mm the natural star Wars goofy comedy that came from that scene. That, that, mm. that's what kind of sold me. Other shows have missed that comedy. Mando gets it. The comedy man. Now listen, maybe not every single gag hits every single time, but nine times out of 10, they do man. Mando just seems to get it. You know, they get that star mm. Wars humor. Don't mm. they? It, I think all across the three seasons so far or two point seven or whatever on now, not quite three <laughs> seasons through. <laughs> We've only done a few. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it, Danny. So there's two Dannys in a row. How about we're talking about Kenobi? We've got a comment here from Siri Kenobi. Check this one out. It says, I honestly think it suffered from the disjointed storytelling that hounded the book of Boba Fett. 
There were choices made for convenience sake and made no sense other than to quickly set up future episodes in a less than subtle way. Cough, pirates, cough. Not my favourite episode of Mando. Um, yeah, this is definitely a this is definitely a building block to what's to come. Yeah. Um, and it, and, it, and it is setting what's coming. I see. Whilst I'm not quite as um, I don't think this is quite as disjointed as the book of Boba Fett. I still think it's very focused on where it's going. It's just that it was. It is just focused on setting up the season as a whole, which I'm fine with. And this wasn't my favourite episode of Mando either. But you know, I, there was plenty in there. And I mentioned on the recap, those pirates are coming back somewhere. It just felt so shoehorned in at the end that they got old Tree Face in there. I was like, they're, they're coming back some way, shape, or form. And do you, so, do you, did you think? Because you said this before we actually started recording. I didn't mm-hmm. really get the shoehorned vibe. I was it like, just felt, oh, it just. It's such a great space battle. And then he's like, oh no, I'll I'll bring him to you, Captain. We see that boss ship. We see, um, we see the, uh, Gorian Shard, the pirate king. Love it. And he just, he was just like, uh, so so like, yeah, surrender and I'll spare you. And he, you know, he said something else before that man that was like, you know, never trust a pirate. He goes off. And then we just get a tight shot on Gorian's face as he goes, I was like, that's really, really weird. And then man though just goes to see Boba Tan. It was just like, it felt like I, such a small scene. They, they built up to this pirate king, and it's this tiny scene. And all he says is, "Oh, don't, don't stay here, and I'll save you." And man, there's like no, and shoots off. And I didn't say it's, it's not that I didn't like it. It just felt it certainly felt like it was setting something up, which is what I said. And they're definitely coming back in in this series or another. When we haven't seen the last of him, at least, Gory and Shot. It just felt really kind of. <laughs> More like to Summerfield's point, where things were just happening quite quickly, just so we got them in there. But um, I love the creature design of him, though. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I <can't even> <laughs> I, and you know, you know, I've rewatched this episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think I rewatched it like four times. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but maybe it is because you know the absence of Mano. But I find it. Again, very rewatchable despite its yeah. faults. I'm like, yeah, let me stick. I'm like, yeah, I got 40 minutes. Why, why not watch the new Mandalorian <laughs> episode? And I like it, man. I, I, I yeah. just, I, I really, really like it. Not everyone, um, was a fan of the design though. You know, Dan Cramphorn, our, our, our guy, you know, he wasn't a fan. He was like, oh, what? So the Grinch is now part of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> um, I, you know, I get it. I get it. He also said he's tired of the repetitive nature of the Mando story. It's a constant video game side plot. How uncomfortable did Pedro look in the armor? I'm sure he was stooped throughout. Uh, well, Pedro won in the armor, from my understanding, yeah. for pretty much. I think Brendan. Every- he commented on our post, so I think it was him. Yeah, it's. I think it's Brendan Wayne. Like. A lot of the time, I didn't get any of that. I didn't get like I. I understand the side quest thing. I think that's very much n- the nature of Mandalorian from season one. I don't think much has changed. Yeah. Uh, Pedro, I don't think Brendan or Pedro, but whoever it was, Latif oh, was Latif, uncomfortable yeah. in the armor. Um, that's me just being honest, Dan. Yeah, I'm just. Do you know what I mean? I'm just replying mm-hmm. to your comment, mate. Uh, he says, "I guess Mando can't be a bounty hunter anymore. Where'd he put his uh, catches in that ship?" That he can't even go to the loo to the loo in. He hasn't got a vacuum. Oh, I see what he means. He says, "Yeah, where, where can he put his stuff? Yeah, yeah. Where can he put his bounties? Yeah, 
So they have to do something differently. Uh, I'm not a fan of the new ship. I'm glad you guys thought it was okay, but I was quite disappointed. Listen, That's fair, fair enough, enough, mate. You're not the, you're not the only one. You're not yeah. the only one. Yeah, fair enough, Danny boy. I don't mind Gory and Shard's look, mainly because of what I said earlier on, is that some of the designs or species they've used can be quite repetitive in Mando mm-hmm. or in some of the other series for, ma- for that matter as well. So to see what I assume is a new species in Star Wars canon, I mean, it reminded me a bit of the Drengear from High Republic. It isn't that because they're like, they're like sentient plant-based things, but he just looks like he's got a foliage growing off of him. But I liked it because it was different. You know, give yeah, us something different. They gave me, me that too. and I dug it. Um, yeah, the side mission thing, I, you know, I get the gripe. I'm on, I'm with Luke on this, that, you know, this is just, this is the way it's been since it, this is the way. episode one of season one. This is the way. But I, I know what you mean. Like oh, other shows do feel a little bit more narrow, like forward thinking or they're arced. So they feel a bit more urgent in their storytelling. But I think we've got plenty of that to come, mate. I think we've got plenty of that to come in this season. And this was only a short episode, so it had. If, if we'd had maybe a bit longer, maybe they could have stretched out that bit more, and maybe yeah. um, given us a bit more to it. But I, you know, I'm I did. I don't mind a side quest as long as as long as we're actually leading somewhere, or there's the promise or potential that we're actually going somewhere. Then I'm fine with that. I remember being at the Andor screening in London with you, um, sitting there after episode two. I remember tapping you on the leg, and I remember mm. whispering. Where's this going after episode two? Because nothing seemed to be really happening. Yeah. And then we got into episode three and then suddenly, right, I see where we're going now. Yeah. As long as Manda doesn't fall into the trap of just being like aimless side quests without a focus, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And even with even with the ship or with the bounty hunting, like as a profession, I don't think mm. he's a bounty hunter anymore like who's gonna yeah. get his jobs from yeah grief cargo ain't <laughs> dishing out bounties is he like you know he's mo- he he's moved on he's a he's a dad he's a dad and also he's now involved in this bigger plot of the the mandalorian society yeah. why and was redemption. he bounty yeah yeah what why was he bounty hunting he was bounty hunting for his clan for financial purposes to help with the cause the clan seems to be doing a little bit better now. Do you know what I mean? There seems to be, yeah, it seems to be bigger and, you know, so there's, there's, you know, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of nuance as well, but again, I see where you're coming from, mate. And I've seen online. You're not the only one. You're not the only one, mate. Um, Right. We got another cheeky voice message all the way from the Northeast of England. Jake Kell, AKA Poe Dameron. Uh, Matty boy, let's hear it, mate. Alright lads, I hope you're both well. So Mando is back on our screens uh, and although I didn't think this episode was the best, it was a little bit recappy and quite a lot of setup. Uh, I did thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it and I'm just excited to see uh, where this season's going to go. Uh, they've already teased so much like visiting Mandalore, uh, conflict with Bo-Katan and even Moff Gideon on trial. I have to give a special mention to the effects. I think after portions of Book of Boba and Obi-Wan looked a bit ropey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to say that this episode looked absolutely incredible. Yep. Everything from the space battles, the creatures, uh, and the use of the volume was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to next week's episode now, uh, and of course, your recap of it. Uh, cheers, guys. What do we, you know, so good. <laughs> so good. <Guess> what? <laughs> So good. So good. Oh, wait, the lads. What a lad. What a voice. What an accent. I know. I know, right? 
Love it. Love the new northeast lot. Bobby Lawson. Yes. Swinburne. Jake, <laughs> I d- I'm sure there's others. Yeah, but, you, God, know, you, you can get them all together at a celebration. I, can, I can't handle it. It, it. You know, it will freeze over when that happens. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Spot on the visuals. D- that's another thing we talked about on the recap, wasn't it, mate? You were but very hot on those, weren't you? It's great. It's great to just hear it from other people. You know, people saying, "Oh, mate, weren't the visuals good? The volume <laughs> wasn't it good? Yeah, wasn't it good compared to Kenobi? Can yes." It was because yep. the right people are using it. The people who helped craft this technology, if you pardon the pun, were, were all present. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, one thing I found out. So, you know, I said, oh, mate, I thought this episode was bright. And I do think it is quite bright. Yeah. I think yes. they could just make it a wee bit more moody in post-production. One of the things where I was like, car, oh, this is, this is a bit bright. The, the opening scene. Yeah. The opening scene yeah. on the lake. I was like, oh, does this, I, I, I like couldn't make my mind up. I was like, is this volumey? I don't know. No, I was like, not. how would Somebody they do? Somebody on Twitter posted yep. that they went there on their holiday. You saw it, didn't you? I, you that's saw what it. I was, that's what I was leading to. Yours, I, was like, I was like, oh, wow. This, oh, they wow. actually went on set. Wow. They actually went on set. <laughs> yep. They went to an actual yep. lake and did it. And I was yep. like, that makes sense because the water, that must have been mad hard to like to do in the volume, especially where it's like not at all water. It's just like a yeah. bit of water. It's like an Yeah, mate. Yeah. And um, <laughs> no, mate, mate, I'm, I'm here for it. Visuals, tick. Everything tick. Jake basically summarized that in a really nice little voicemail package. So cheers for that, mate. Appreciate it. Tick, tick, boom. Mate, when I was watching it on the, on the rewatch, I will say I thought – I was looking for the volume in that scene. I was like, this, this can't be volume. They've all, they have to have gone to a set to do this to a location. And, and they did. Yep. And there, there was that one scene I mentioned on the volume where there's a tight shot of Greaves face, which is clearly volume. Mm-hmm. Our boy, the Yorkshire book lover, Jacob Lusk, who's on the book club coming up. He said the same thing as well, funnily enough, that the volume, everything looked like bonkers good. But that one scene, it's just noticeable there. There's something, there, there, there is something done with the color grading, which is really odd considering how bright the rest of the, episode is but yeah bang, like you said mate bang on jakey boy great uh honestly uh spot on there i'm so glad to see people are digging the graphics as much as my man luke bly was um <laughs> what about ob simp Nobi? what did he have to say i tell you or he she they i don't know they said i was worried about the runtime of the episode but it knocked my socks off favreau just shows how much of a genius writer he is so this is um somebody who mentioned a runtime like we have but didn't bother Obi and Favreau shows how much of a genius writer he is. Now I'm all, for, I'm all for a bit of hyperbole, uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I, I want to see where he goes with the rest of the season. Cause one thing I love about Favreau's writing is I think he's very, Favreau knows how to craft a good story without too much fluff, without too much mm-hmm. um, cream around the edges. It's just a decent cake. Now it doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's a bad writer or even a, an average writer. He's just very competent. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with this story because I think we can all, we we all know where it's going in terms of he Din's going to try and redeem himself in the living waters in the minds of Mandalore. That's a mouthful again. Mm-hmm. We know that's happening, but I want to. I, I just want to see the writing now. Where what, where are the ebbs and the flows? Where are the deviations that make sense or that that adds a bit more spice to the story? Let's see. But no, I agree. No, Favreau's a very decent writer and the runtime worried at both of us uh, as well as you, Obi. But yep. in the end, on, on rewatch, I, I'm fine with it. Maybe a few minutes extra would have been great, but I'm fine with it. I would have liked it. 
I think I, I actually would have liked like another 10 minutes. I think it could have gone up to like 50 and just padded out a few scenes and maybe mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a showrunner. Do you know what I mean? I just would have liked <laughs> it to have been a little bit more of a spectacle. That's about it. Um, but if that's one of the things we're coming away with, then that's not the end of the world, is it? Yeah. And all of yeah. us seem to want more at the end of the day. We're not going, oh, more. laptop, la- more. We're not going laptop <laughs> down. I'm out, mate. Yeah. I'm canceling no. my, you know, no, no one's doing that. Everyone's like, yeah, no. let's, let's smash on. Um, right. We've got another cheeky voicemail from uh, Matty Boy, believe it or not, another Welshman. I don't know if you've heard really? of him. Um, yeah. I don't know if, don't know if you've heard of him. I think you sometimes affectionately call him the Welsh mountain. Um, he's, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's not I well known now. around these. He's not well known around these parts, so bear with us. Um, Bespin Bulletin. Let's hear what he's got to say. Hey, what's up? It's Bespin Bulletin. I really enjoyed the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. Um, I don't think it was perfect by any means. I think it had pacing issues. It was a little bit fast. Could have used a couple more minutes to breathe. But it was fantastic being reintroduced to Grogu and Din and some of the supporting cast. Um, I absolutely love Andor, and I really enjoy Kenobi. There's something special about the Mandalorian, and it felt like coming home in a way. Um, there's there's moments in in this episode as well that I wondered: is that set up skeleton crew, the school stuff with the pirates, um, the setup for stuff in the future this season, which is exciting. Um, I thought Katie Sarkoff in the brief scene that she was in was fantastic, and I can't wait to see more with her. And I know Bo Katan got some really exciting stuff coming up this season. Next week is going to be fantastic for her. Um, but yeah, overall, I really like the episode. Very glad Mandalorian's back. And this is the way. Oh. <laughs> Sounds excited, doesn't he? Most excited he I've heard him sound in ages. <laughs> He's like, well. I, 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 can't even, I can't even lie. I thought the same. I'm like, mate, my, man, my man's like... <laughs> He sounds buzzing. Yeah, maybe you, maybe he's had a, a cheeky day off or something, or maybe he's gone to work and he's all fired he's been up. On that Welsh ale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, love it, love it. I don't um, mind it. I love the positivity again. You know, coming home. Uh, there are great hints. Bear in mind, Bespin is basically the world's best leaker. So take of information you know you know he knows his stuff. <laughs> he knows he knows his stuff. I tell you, one thing that like Bespin's pretty open with is. Skeleton crew, you know, details and stuff like that's locked down. You know, I don't know what it is about that show. A lot of details, pretty, you know, low key. Um, so I, for me, you know, we did, we did a, f- a few weeks ago, a show on what we know about skeleton crew and yep. mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, there's, there is a teacher and there's students going on an adventure. Right. And the fact that we get a school mentioned, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure we mentioned pirates and skeleton crew, didn't we? Yep. Or something like yep. that. And, you know, we get pirates and this. So, you know, Connect put two dogs. and two together. Yeah, put two and two together. And and that's what Bespin does because that's what he does. <laughs> you know, He's a naughty so. boy, isn't he? <laughs> he's a naughty boy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's if he's bang on the money here, though, he mate. Usually he's really bang on the money. He yeah. knows so much that even off air, when he says, "Hey, would you like to know so what happens next week?" I can't do the Welsh accent. Okay, yeah, uh, I, I say not. no, I don't. I, I, I just don't tell me. I he called, wait. He um, called me up and he called you up, didn't he? And he was like, "Yeah, uh, yep, yep." Do you want to know what happened? I'm like, "No, mate, I'm good." I Cheers. In <laughs> yeah, some other things, yeah, go on in. But uh, Mando is like sacred. It's like it's a uh, sacred crack. You know, I want to see it when it comes out and um, 
I want to experience it with everybody. But uh, yeah, no, best for me. It's the most excited I've ever heard you. Uh, I will bring that up with you afterwards. <laughs> What's going on with that? But point taken on Bo-Katan. We haven't mentioned Bo-Katan. You mentioned it on the recap that she was boss in that scene on mm. Kalevala. And it's great yeah, to was. see. We didn't mention it on the recap, but Kalevala is, is the homeworld of the of clan cries. That's their world. That's, that's oh. They own that, essentially. Um, so oh. a lot of people were very excited to to go to that again there's a little fun fun little deep cuts which you don't need to know but if you do just add that little more that's what canon should do it should make you go well that's cool and then Mm -hmm. you move on um Mm -hmm. but yeah she's Mm -hmm. great in that scene she's 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 spiky she's sour she ain't happy and yeah we know there's more to come from her this season absolutely mate absolutely i love it love the old welsh mountain uh eddie rosa or ed rosa says i couldn't help but laugh out loud at that ig11 statue so cheesy (laughs) i can deal with it now for uh for now but i hope that that's the only preachy moment i really liked seeing mando's reaction to ig11 revert back to his old programming his instinct wasn't distrust auto immediately dismiss droids and their nature but he immediately Immediately was curious about what he could do to help and to get him back. Good nice shout. little nod to establish the end of that character development for him. Overall, nice opening episode. Um, love it. Love it again. Great point. That's something that kind of went over my head. I didn't notice that. Did you? I didn't um, no, I didn't. Edie, I remember Edie. Edie came on the stage of us during our hot takes panel twice because it was so dark I couldn't see, and she came up twice in the end. She's a she's an absolute gem. I didn't. I mean, uh, when I when I first read the message, I thought I think he did quite distrust him because he was trying to shoot him. But then I but then I realised what you mean is that even once once he gets once IG Eleven gets his head crushed by the bust of grief cargo, Mando. The next scene, he's wheeling him to the Anzellans to try and get him back. Great point, you know about old din would have would have set him on fire but yeah. now he's you know this i trust him he's he says twice he says to grogu you know what how how, how do you feel seeing your old friend again when he's talking to the anzellans mando says i want i need this one this one's my friend mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that is a huge development even after ig11 who in other episodes mando distrusted him almost through the end saying you know you don't don't you dare turn on us or this that and the other and mm-hmm. even when he did turn on him because of 40 programming in this episode he can look past that now great development great spot as well Edie. great spot yeah love it mate love it all these comments like it's filth it is great there there is a lot of detail there is a lot of detail in in this in this episode same with the uh, we mentioned like the monkey lizards, I think a few weeks ago in one of the trailers, you know, and, and John Favreau even spoke about that, how, you know, f- uh, um, N- Navarro is progressing as a society. And so, yep. you know, they're not being forced to eat the Kuwaitian monkey lizards. You know, they probably weren't a delicacy. <laughs> it's more that they were like kind of, they couldn't do much else. Like they had yep. to resort to eating. Yeah, it wasn't prosperous. Then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and again, that's, arguably evidence of the time jump arguably yeah okay from a from a from a a certain point of view um right right we on to our last voicemail we are aren't we last voicemail of the night is uh jackson all the way from plo coon's book club um proper legend matty boy let's hear it 
Hi, this is Jackson, uh, better known as Plo Koon's Book Club on Instagram. Uh, just wanted to say that I absolutely loved the first episode of Season 3 for Mando. Uh, I love how the Mandalorian f- always finds that nice balance between being very serious Star Wars, like like how we saw at the beginning of the um, episode, the Mandalorian uh initiation into the clan and then also really wacky and weird like the Gorian shard pirate king um so i just love that balance and i feel like star wars is at its best when it is doing that thanks guys oh. <laughs> love it mate love a bit of shard loving a bit of shard mate a shard a shard <laughs> yeah we- man I love the positivity in the in the in um in the dude's voice when he's just talking about how how you know there's an excitement there in Jackson's voice mm-hmm. in there. That's what mm-hmm. I'm I'm finding so infectious from people. I know it's like it's like we're at the World Cup or something for nerds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it, it's celebration, it, mate. Oh, don't don't Come don't. Come I, I you know when you're on your laptop, I I, I run on a Windows machine, right? And um, you, if you look on the calendar, you can like see a little bit of next month faded in. Yep. And I was like, I was, I was looking at my calendar. Obviously, it's March now, so I was like, Ooh. oh, oh, all my days, I can see the weekend. I can see, I can see Star Wars Celebration, dude. Like, I can see it in my calendar. I don't have to move over. I don't have to scroll. It's there. I can see it. Weird. Very weird feeling. So but no, exciting. Thank, you, thank you so much for sending that in, Jackson. We love it. We love the vibes. We we love the king, the pirate king, Gorian Shan. Yeah. I'm actually here for him. I know. I knew it. I knew it from the day we saw him that blast points were going to be all over him. I knew <laughs> they it. They love it, don't they? I, I knew Jason and Gabe from Jason Blast and Points Gabe. would be like going mental over <laughs> this guy. I was like, yep. Yeah, no, I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Like you said, my boy, the, the, the infectious positivity and I don't know, just like fun. And it feels like we're all in agreement as a community that look, this isn't a perfect episode, but like we kind of, it just feels like for the most part, we don't really care. And that yeah. we're like, yeah, we're just, it's good enough. It's good enough because it's, we're back. <laughs> We're back Mando. home. I, you know, Mando, I don't know. It, mate? I don't know. Well, how about this know. one to round up then? That mm. nerd, Tony92. Mandalorians getting wrecked by giant gator slash tortoise thing. Mando and Grogu. Zombie IG-11. Sad Catan. I loved it, guys. Even though it's short, the boys are back in town. Sad Catan. I'd go for Woe Catan. I'm going to throw that one in right oh. now because she was she was spinning a yarn of woe right there. But mate, ha- when you look at it like that, how Tony systemized it, it, it weren't bad. Was it solid? Yes, but it still had some cool things in it. Made in it. This the boys are back in town. It's back, and it, it, we're all the better for it, aren't we, mate? Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Oh, I love Tony. What a lad. I met He's him. A lad. Met, met him in uh, in Galaxy's Edge, didn't I? In Doc yes. Hondas. That's where I met him. He was one of the yeah, big yeah. reasons that I got the Cal Kestis lightsaber. He was like, no, nah, you got to, man. Like, he was like, you got to. So you got to do it. Because that's what he was getting as well. That's what he was getting as well. I want um, love it. The positivity, the love. The love that is going on for this show. Matty boy, we're living in a special time, mate. I'm looking forward to next week. I can't wait for next week's main, like, Mando episode. Like, I, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. <laughs> 
I'm I've got four for words it. for you, mate. This is the way. This is the way. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> for extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right. Spices pod of the Bunabot Bantuna. And we've had a big old meaty Bantina mm. this week and we've loved <laughs> it. Um, but our patrons, they get the VIP treatment, you see. They get to ask us a question every month if they're on the right tier. Uh, Bobby Lawson. A, another northeast of England native. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he starts the segment with this question, mate boy. Good afternoon from a very windy Newcastle. I'm currently sitting next to Ziggy, my faithful gremlin slash cat. If you could keep <laughs> one Star Wars animal as a pet, which would it be and why? Will it be a fluffy porg, exotic womp rat, one of the regular earth lizards from Yoda's gaff, or something else? What are you saying, Matty boy? Pet Star Wars. Uh, uh, pets. Um, mm. I mean, great. Uh, well, straight out a pork. Man, come on, I'd love to have a pork. They're great. Imagine having a little pork just bouncing around your your house. That would be great. Yeah. Um, after watching this episode, an Anzellan might be fun because they're quite handy with electronics, but they've got an attitude. So maybe yeah. I don't really want that hanging around my house. Um, I've always the, that little boggling from Fallen Order. The ones, all they do, they just, they just bounce around and hide. So they're pretty low maintenance, really. So uh, a boggling <laughs> from Fallen Order, Pork, or, or, or Fennec Shand. <laughs> How about you, my friend? <laughs> I'm not quite, no comment, Matt. I'm not, I'm, not <laughs> yeah. ba- I'm not bouncing off of that one. That's nothing to do Damn, with that answer. Snare you. I was trying to snare nah. you in. Nah, <laughs> uh, listen, um, does, does BD1 count? <laughs> Does PD um, also I think you say can. Yeah, because you can say like, that. a lot of like the droids, you think of like BB-8 and even R2, you know, they all like move and act kind of like pets. But there's something yes. about B. I still can't believe we got a BD droid in Book of Boba Fett during one of the Mandalorian episodes of Book of Boba Fett. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, it's just, I, lo- I love that they've literally taken a droid from a video game that is canon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, just run with it. Uh, I'm going to say a BD droid. Then, if you're if you're letting I'll, me, I'll if you're allowing it. me, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll great question. Remember, they took they took Nerf from Fallen Order and put that in Kenobi. So they, of course, all that's next is Cal Kestis, mate. But yeah, shout out now. You can have a BD one droid, mate. He's like a little puppy. So cheers, I'll, I'll give you that one. So I'm yeah, going to go cheers, for a mate. pork. Lukey boy's oh. going to go for BD one. Uh, Bobby, mate, great job. You didn't give us your answer. I want to know what it is. Everybody out there, what exotic Star Wars creature would you like to keep as a pet? Yeah. Now, we also have a question from Paul Buckle from Oxford, the King of Oxford. He says, morning, everyone, or evening, or afternoon, wherever you are in the galaxy. I added that bit. So, with Celebration looming and rumours bouncing around regarding film releases in the next couple of years, how would Mm. you feel if Lucasfilm went back to a tried and tested formula and announced special editions of the prequels and then the sequel series as a build-up to future projects? Personally, Paul says, 
I'd welcome it. So, Lukey Boy, obviously, before the prequels came out, Lucas released the special editions. Um, not necessarily related, but before the sequels came out, we we, we got a 3D Phantom Medicine and they just didn't bother with that. Would you like to see mm. special editions of the prequels and then the sequels released theatrically before any new films? Um, in short, yes, I would. <laughs> but, yes. Si- but six films being re-released is a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. like prequels and the sequels like that is a bit that's a bit mental i wouldn't be surprised if they can't really do much with the prequels like for some something to do with george i don't know yeah. um but the sequels they could do it and, I, and i'd be here for it i would be imagine imagine that they got like ryan back ryan and jj back to just add a yes. few more things like the, the last jedi or force awakens to kind of just retrospectively add to the rise of skywalker i mean who wouldn't love that come on come on, come on. i would come i just I, I you know there's rumors actually um paul this week that uh return of the jedi is going to be re-released in april did oh, you hear sweet. that did you hear that is this news um, news to you Oh, no, I think I did read it, actually, but I didn't okay. pay any head to it. I just saw it, and I was like, oh, that's cool, without realising. You don't need to see something like, oh, cool, and don't really absorb what it is. I'm pre- I don't know if it's a fan for lads or somebody dropped it, and I thought, oh, that's that's pretty cool. I'd love to go and check that out. Yeah, me too. Is it like a one-night thing, or, or is it I'm a, not sure. a weekend? I, I, I'm not sure, because I know sometimes they even do it just like in America, you know, in the US, like... um. They did that with Rogue One, didn't they? Last year, yes. I think, on lead up to Andor, they were like, "Yeah, yeah. Rogue One's being re-released in some uh, uh, like August time, I think, um, mm-hmm. in the US." And it was across like a few chains and in in the states, like one weekend only sort of thing. And everyone went back to watch Rogue One at the cinema again. And oh, in, in the UK, that. I think they did like one showing in London. It was the Empire um, thing, wasn't it? The VIP thing. It was the Empire VIP thing, yeah, yeah, yep. and um, yeah, you know, I, I would, I would adore a wide release with a special edition. I would adore it, and I think the sequels would benefit from it. That's what I think, and I like the sequels. Um, I really, I love a lot of it. So, yeah. what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, we're sequel fans on this show. We've made no bones about that, but we're also, you know, realistic with our appraisal of them. Um, mm-hmm. See, I'm torn on this because I actually expect you to say no. So my, so the answer to me is yes, I'd love to see special editions of those films, but I don't want to see them before a new film. I just want them to give us an, a new film, f- focus on that. If And instead, you know, drop, drop, drop them on Disney+. Plus. Drop up the special editions on Disney Plus and focus on the films. The thing about mm-hmm. the special editions for the OT, you know, that was George going back and using the technology to buff up his films or add scenes in that he couldn't do because, you know, he literally couldn't create the scenes in his head w- with the technology and advancements available in the 70s. The yep. prequels, I mean, even if you wanted to, the prequels, I think all they, I say all they need, but. That would, for me, it would just be more color grading and rendering to just make some of those, that CG not pop so much, make it feel a little bit more, well, less wacky and out there. Keep the yeah. aesthetic still, but some of it looks bad. And with the sequels, yeah, I think there is, there's story to be added there. And, you know, I, 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 I think the books that came, like the novelizations that came out, they fill in maybe well, the first two, fill in the blanks a lot better you know with, with, with things that we've been asking it's nothing mate there's no new scenes but it's kind of like oh you know what you know what that moment when ray was drooling with kylo ren on tack on um star killer at the end you know you kind of hear 
Snoke talk or somebody talking to us saying, like, kill him, go get him, get him, son. Mm. And it's, you know, it's, we now know we can retrograde to say that as palps. And then if you watch the film, you're like, oh, I, I get that now. Uh, and then she overcomes it. But, uh, and then obviously the Rise of Skywalker one, in most, in 1999% of the new stuff they had is great, or it is deleted scenes like the like baby head of the spider on it. That's in the book. And it's oh. in comics and that, whatever since. But so they do add it. And of course, they're all approved by Lucasfilm and that. I would, you know, maybe I'd love them to take some of the ideas that they've already approved and be like, yeah, let's just, let's just add it. Let's buff mm-hmm. it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So prequels, I think, aesthetically, I think they could do with a bit of buffing up. Sequels, I think you could add a bit more context, like you mentioned, mate. But I do want to see the new film first. If it's uh, whoever it's going to be, whether mm-hmm. it's older Lindelof or what, I want to see it's that. Lindelof. It's Lindelof. I want to see it, mate. mate. Star, Star Wars Celebrate Friday, 7th of April, it's I reckon. Coming. We're going to get It's Coming Home, mate. It's Coming Home. Yes. Bibs bash as well, mate. Bibs Bash. Do you know what? We're pretty much... And ra- um, by the way, we're, we're not doing a game this week because we've, we've done a, a long ba- show with you lads. We've done a whole show. It's been a long banter, and we thought, look, it's a special. It's a special main show. We're going to leave the game for another time. But uh, just side note, Bibs Bash, yeah, if you are coming to Celebration, you're umming and in, tickets are running low. Like, we are we are, <laughs> we, we, we are, we're getting to the point where we're down to our last few ones. We've not even been pushing it pushing it as hard as, like, like we were going to mm-hmm. post it to Facebook groups and stuff, and like, we've not needed to, we right? Needed so to. if, if you're thank thinking, you. if you're thinking, if you've got any questions or concerns, DM us, ask us now, because once the tickets have gone, that's it, guys. Like, you know, we, we won't be able to sort you out. And nothing we can do. It's health and safety. We can't get anyone yeah. else in. And a lot of places will be sold out. So unless you want to like go out in central London with all the normals, Oof. yeah, you, you know, you, you you might be stuck with something to do on the Saturday. Yeah. So come, come to Bibs Bash, sort it out. Um, yeah, that's it, mate, boy. Sorry, mate. No. Ending, yeah. That's well an abrupt way to end the no, Patreon questions and, and the show. And the show. It's a beautiful way to do it. No game because we didn't want to cut you guys. We've got so many comments. Now, we could have that. We love doing a game. We love, if there's anything that we love, it's it. And that's the game. That's it. But we've got so many questions and comments, sorry, from you guys <laughs> that we wanted you guys to shine. We'll be back next with a game. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with another episode of star wars sessions because that is that we are now on episode 196 the episode 200 train is coming into view i can see the station mate but the fun doesn't end there no one's ever really gone where can the world find us master bly walker they can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk search for us on twitter instagram facebook uh tiktok just search star wars sessions and you'll find us there, mate. Uh, feel free. Are you moving? Are you moving something on no. the page on purpose? You're trying to distract me. You <laughs> so. Feel free to drop us a voice note or message to our email. Uh, hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Don't forget about the Patreon as well. Patreon.com forward slash starwarsessions. Two dollars gets you in the session sickheads club. It is worth it. Um, if you want to join in on a spoilery talk, the chit chat, the after episode banter, join our discord. You'll have to just DM us. And yep. that's how we kind of like approve if you are worthy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so that's kind of how that works. Uh, but yeah, let us know guys. 
yeah it's it's free to join and another way to support the show for free just by leaving us a five-star rating or review thank you to everyone mm. who has done so so far you can do it on any podcast provider of choice including spotify it takes a few seconds those five stars genuinely do help the show grow it gets us even further up those lists it gets new listeners in and it is enough a way to hear from all of you each and every week we've got so many comments from new listeners each week uh, mm. whether we've just done a convention or a recap or just because you found the show because you want a uk podcast you know it's you know it's thanks to you guys for spreading the love so we'll give it right back to you well do you know guess how many um reviews we've got on spotify can you guess do you know how many we got 66 66 no mate we've got 213 reviews nice. on spotify which is nice isn't it? but guys we know a lot more of you listen on spotify than 213 in a week yeah spotify is our biggest platform yeah so if you listen on Spotify, literally guys it takes like a, a second to do it on spotify apple it's not as ui friendly or ux friendly <laughs> but you know please drop us an apple pocket the apple ones like really help because we just get like skyrocket into the charts helps people find us spotify also helps us but it takes like a second please yeah. do that if you're listening on spotify get your app open please review us it, it takes a second thank you so much and also please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your cats tell your auntie tell your nearest ewok tell the teacher at the school on navarro whoever that is <laughs> jude law tell your cousin the more the merrier <laughs> that castle spicier we, it's just speculation guys just random yeah. speculation that's all it is tell gory and Charles barber that this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always luke luke yeah come on now shorian god had <laughs> to be done mate had to be done it's back mando season they are essex-based podcast heroes Then you are a Mandalorian no more. What?